I need a wrecking ball. <laughs> like um, that building. I just have to admit that Miley Cyrus popped into my head. <laughs> of course she did. Hi, Miley. When you said now that you're listening. Oh, man. I'm sure she's one of our listeners. Welcome to Cadence and Kale, a 30-minute podcast designed to talk over our last blog post, Planning versus Presence. I'm Vale, and I'm a diffusing, tea-drinking, holiday-loving maniac right now. <laughs> I love it. That was Vale's 10-word intro. And I'm looking for my 10-word intro right now. Here it is. I am excited to let my creativity shine, baby shine. (laughs) For the second episode, we will talk about planning versus presence. We already wrote about it freestyle on on the blog, which you can check out at cadenceandkale.com. We'll continue to do a little excavating today. Let's put the magic in motion. And in the spirit of rock, scissors, paper, we're going to do that again to decide who answers the questions first or who gives the questions first. (laughs) I won again. Okay. Okay. So this time you ask the first question. Okay. All right. So Diane wrote a little bit in her pod, not in her podcast, in her blog about the idea of we're, we're always here and we're never there. And if you've not checked out the Sesame Street video clip where they talk about being here but wanting to be there, you have to check it out. So it kind of goes along with that. But do you find that there are moments where it's easy to be here or moments when it, you always want to be there, even though it isn't possible to be there? Oh, for sure. Um, I would say the the times when it's easiest to be here are when I'm with my kids and I want to stop time. And I just want to be here, like very present with them. Um, I remember when Cammy was younger, I did I did used to think, oh, and you know, like when she can sit up, then you know, life will be different. Or when she can crawl or be a little bit locomotive, then she can get from here to there. No pun. Um, So when I'm with my kids, I definitely am able to be more present. When do I want to be there? Um, So right now, I feel like I'm really transitioning from my nine to five job, which is actually a seven forty-five till four job, um, at school. But I really want to be devoting a hundred percent to cadence and kale. Like I really, really, really am excited. And it, it just, it kind of like turns me on. I'm so excited to be working, um, on these projects. So that's when I find that I want to be there. So I'm trying to bring that here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear the words here and there enough? Are you confused yet? (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I mean, we all have those moments where 
our mind reels to the future. And so it's just kind of a practice of reeling it back in. Yeah, reeling it in. Yep. Completamente. Okay, Vale. During many yoga practices, we hear the instructor say, focus on your breath. I say it myself when I'm teaching a class. In your post, you mention that you have learned to tap into your breath, quote unquote. What does that feel like to you? Yeah, that feels like life. You know, I think it's so simple, but it's so fascinating when you finally kind of put bring your attention to your breath and you feel yourself breathing and you feel yourself being alive. It's kind of like, oh yeah, like I have to, I have to remember to be grateful for this. I have to remember that each moment and the present moment is a gift. So that tapping into that breath is just kind of this opportunity to remember how precious life is. And I like, I always, and I do teach some meditations and I always talk about where you feel your breath. I think sometimes people feel their breath in their belly. Some people feel their breath in their chest. I feel it literally in my nose. Like when the air is going in and I'm feeling like that cold air, it's like, wow, I'm alive. I just started like breathing through my nose to feel <laughs> that right now. It's cold out in Mexico today, <laughs> even though you wouldn't believe it. And I did have some gum beforehand, so I've got this like pepperminty. Oh, good. Thanks yeah, for that. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Okay. My next one. Um, we do look forward to the things that will happen a week, a half a year away, five years down the road. Is there an upside to the anticipation or a downside to that anticipation of what's coming next? Well, depending on who you are and how you look at it, I think that there's both. So let's talk about let's talk about the downside first so that we can end on a happy note. I think that um, and we've talked we talked spoke about this in the last post and you mentioned it in this post as well, that it depends on how attached you are to the outcome. So right now I'm looking forward to spending the holidays in Seattle and in Canada. Um, and while I'm very excited about that, I'm not attached to some certain outcome. I don't have like, oh, this is going to be like the, well, it might be like the Griswold Christmas actually, but it, you know, it's going to be amazing. But I know also that, you know, we're there with the kids and it's going to be a struggle and things aren't going to go as planned and it's going to take us longer to get ready. And today I was like, what if Cammie won't put on a snowsuit? You know, <laughs> is she going to like, is she going to get frostbite on her fingers if she like whips her gloves off, you know? So I think just not being again, attached to the outcome when you're looking forward to something, um, just having an open mind going into it. What is the upside of, okay, what was the question again? It was, is there an upside to... To anticipating To anticipating. Things. Oh, yeah. The upside is that it's nice to be in a present state of excitement. So even though that trip is happening in the future, I like the present feeling of, of being excited. So even what Cheese, 
Vale's husband, just said, presently I'm excited. And so I like to feel that excitement. That just blew my mind. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So even though there is a bit of like that forward thinking, that feeling of excitement is happening right now in this moment. Exactly. Exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. Okay. You ask in your writing, who's living right? You or Cheese? <laughs> Cheese is Vale's husband, who doesn't have much of a plan. I mean, he has a plan, a life plan, but he doesn't live by a plan. No. No. Um, then you ask, can you be both a planner and live in the present? Who is the first person that comes to mind who exemplifies being the perfect balance of the two? I'm really trying to not say, oh gosh. (laughs) But I don't know. That's such a hard question. Who? Um, I don't know if I have a good example of who does that. I, I don't know if I've ever had anyone share with me but I think, and, and I think also my brain's kind of focused in right now on thinking about how my husband try, balances those things. And I think what Diane mentioned is that he does have goals. I mean, he does have, I mean, he's been saving for the World Cup since the last <laughs> one finishes. So, like, there are goals. There are plans for the future. But he also doesn't get a attached to what we're supposed to do and I remember so maybe my answer is my husband I love that um, you're giving it to yeah, him yeah I'm giving it to him that's amazing no because I remember this is the other thing I'm going to tell you because I um learned a lot about this when we went on our honeymoon um we decided to go to um Argentina and we had our entire itinerary planned and you know, we're this stop, this stop, this stop. And then just so happened that there was this volcano erupting in Chile at the time. And we couldn't fly to any of the places that we had planned on our itinerary. And it was really, he was not affected at all. He was like, oh, okay. So I guess we don't get to go here, but what, what can we do instead? And And just kind of like letting go of this very regimented plan that we had to do all these things and then turn it around and be like, well, we're going to be here in the city again today. What can we do to make today amazing? So yeah, I'm giving it to my husband. I love it. I mean, I kind of want him to plan a little bit more. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. My personality, type A personality wants him to like have a little bit more focus, but he really is a teacher. And I think it's part of the reason why we are a good combination. You know, like Paula Abdul says, opposites attract. So was that her? Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two steps forward. I take two steps back. I've just got like straight up now. (laughs) Tell me, do you really want to love? That's the only song that came into my mind. That's from my like jazz dance class when I was 10. Um, But yes. Nice. Well, kudos, Cheese. 
Oh, now I'm supposed to. <laughs> I got so wrapped up in that question, I couldn't focus on asking my next one. <laughs> um, you wrote about Dr. Seuss's waiting place. Have you ever been stuck waiting for something to change in your life? And if so, how did it go? Hmm, the waiting place. Like he's like waiting for the bus to. I don't. I'm just making this up. Waiting for the plane to fly across the sky. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Um. Yes, I catch myself waiting all the time. I think daily, actually. Um. And I think that it's a real practice. I mean, you can talk about yoga or meditation, either one of the two that kind of help you practice presence. Um, I think every day I'm in a little bit of a waiting place, waiting for, um, the four o'clock to end so that I can go home and see my kids or, um, I guess four o'clock doesn't really end, but you know what I mean, four o'clock to come. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, sometimes I'm waiting for a paycheck. I guess that's one that I'm often waiting for. Um, yeah, waiting for a trip, waiting for the weekend, waiting for my husband to get home from work so that we can have dinner together. Um, and I think that being in a waiting place isn't, it's not a terrible place to be, but it's a terrible place to stay. So you can be there for a little bit, but I think that then you need some sort of practice to get yourself back to the present and to then enjoy the moment and not be in that waiting place. Because yeah, in my post, I mentioned that when you're looking for something on the horizon, it's, it's in the, what did I call it? The not, I called it the not. Like that place doesn't exist, you know, your mind is in the future. And um, and I learned a couple of years ago that, yeah, that I'm a future dweller because I, I don't, I'm not a person who suffers from depression, which I learned is when you think about the past, mm. but I am a person who definitely has bouts of anxiety, which is when you live in the future. So I'm a future dweller for sure. And I think that I, I do need certain practices to bring me back to the present. And fortunately, right now, my kids bring, like, bring me, snap me into the present. Like I can't, I can't uh, drift off. Um, another place that actually always brings me back to the present is when I'm teaching a yoga class. Mm. I cannot let my mind drift anywhere. Um, but in that class, I have to stay in the present and I have to like embody my students get into their bodies and feel what they feel in order to derive whatever I'm going to say next yeah 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 as a fellow future dweller <laughs> I totally understand yeah what that's like and and I think going back to my um response about she's having a about a balance he he has improved over the years, and he used to really not understand what a clock was or a calendar. And and I often would have to wait for him. When you were saying, oh, I was, you know, sometimes I have to wait for my husband to come home for dinner. Like, I would be waiting for him for hours. And I kind of did flip that and turn that around. 
I think a lot of the present moment, like, enjoyment of waiting for him was done, like, drinking some wine. But it was like, while I'm waiting, what can I do for me um, so that I'm not just living there in the future, that I'm living here in the present? Oh, I still drink the glass of wine while I'm waiting <laughs> no, 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 or the no. beer. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> That was that was a strategy, maybe not the healthiest strategy, but that was a strategy. Or or go for a walk or you know. I never even equated that to maybe being in the waiting place. Yeah. Is that I crack open a beer. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. I'm <laughs> gonna have lemon tea next time. Yeah. I mean I think it's okay to yeah. have a you know, you're in the airport. What do people do in the airport? They go to like the airport bar and they have a beer, you know? Yep. Or Starbucks. Or Starbucks. There's always a line up there. See? Yeah. We'll try Starbucks next time. (laughs) Nice. Okay, question number three. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. You gave two pieces of advice in your post, and the second one was be open to throw away the plan. So... Last night when I was writing these questions, I was like, I'm going to make her throw away all of her questions and come up with new ones on the spot. And then I was like, no, maybe that's that's too much. So this is what we're going to do for question number three. Question number four of yours, I want you to answer it first, and then I'll answer it second. So my third question is actually your fourth question. Okay. I just want to tell you how much I'm... Open to throwing out plans. I've already asked you question number four. <laughs> oh, because yeah. I went out of order. I went out oh, of order because I wanted wow. to. See? Oh, look I at that. I didn't follow my plan. But I will answer one of your one of my questions. Okay. Okay. So, um, oh gosh, <laughs> this question is the one that I have to answer. It says, "You talk a lot about horizons," and that was Diane. If you looked out at your personal horizon right now, what would you see? So, answering that, um, I think that that's the thing. I um, So, I decided to take a year for myself more than a year ago, <laughs> and I called it the year of veil, and I think what was so um, empowering about it was I didn't know it was on the horizon. Like, I had always known. You know, I was... In high school and I knew that I wanted to apply to college and once I was in college it was like I was gonna get out and you know be cool and live in a city with my friends and rent an apartment and have a job and um and just I don't know and then it, it, things just kept rolling and I was working and I always kind of knew what the next step was and taking that day-to-day out of my um kind of like the routine out of my life made the horizon change. The landscape was different and it was less fixed. And so there are certain things that are on the horizon. Um, you know, I think I'd like to go back to school. I'd like to um, continue working with the students that I'm working with. Um, but I know that there isn't one certain thing that I have to do. And there's not one path that there's, the horizon is expansive. Nice. 
All right, now I have to answer the same question, right? Mm -hmm. Your horizon sounds very blank canvas. Mm -hmm. I like that. You've got a lot of room to play. Um, my horizon looks like this. Um, I am, and I don't want to be like I'm looking forward because then I'm like bouncing into the present again, right? What is my current horizon? My current horizon is, um, it just seems like a real smorgasbord right now. <laughs> like, there's a little bit of everything on my horizon. It's like, maybe it's the horizon of a big city. You know, like, it's not a desert horizon where it's sun meets desert. It's, there's a lot of buildings. There's a lot of things going on. There's a plane flying across the horizon and sounds and smells and... Um, yeah, there's a lot going on in terms of, in terms of raising a family, um, looking at the type of wife I am and how I can be better and more present for my husband. Um, looking at my job that I'm, I don't want to say I'm easing out of it because then it seems like I've kind of got one foot out the door, which I don't. I think I'm, I'm still trying to uh, be there. Uh, 100% and do my job well, but I'm also trying, I'm also transitioning into something else, which I'm still trying to define what that is. So it's, it's a, it's a busy horizon. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you're so good at like visual, like the visual examples. And then it was like, I saw the buildings. Yeah. Yeah. And then as you were, as I was saying, I was like, I need like a demolition team to come down and like knock one of the buildings <laughs> out i need a wrecking ball <laughs> like uh, that building i just have to admit that miley cyrus popped into my head. <laughs> of course she did <laughs> hi miley when you said now that, that you're listening <laughs> oh man i'm sure she's one of our listeners um i wish that visual was out of my head actually <laughs> hilarious um, yeah cool yeah, I, I, now I ask you the question, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to jump out of order, too. Well, we are just, it's wild over here. It's crazy. Two type A people are going out of order. I'm skipping question four and going to question five. You do that. Yeah, I feel inspired, too. Okay, when you check something off, you said that you feel a sense of exhilaration when you check something off your to-do list. So when you check something off your to-do list... Do you feel happy to have accomplished something or happy to have made space for something new? Where does the exhilaration come from? Oh, man. Um, I, I think it's the sense of accomplishment. Like, I think that when I'm checking it off and I'm like, yes. You know, I'm like, I use a lot of pressure to, like, check that off. Um, she's air checking I'm right now, <laughs> not air quotes. She's air checking with a very strong right hand because I love to do it so much. Um, I, it's, it's, it is, I feel like it's a sense of accomplishment and, and I think there is a bit of space there, but I really like to have things go their full cycle. Like I love having this idea that I want to do, figuring out how to do it, breaking down the steps, setting, you know, 
my little goals for myself and being like, yes, I did it. So there isn't always that moment of like, well, now I have more time to do something else. Um, but I think that to me is like, maybe even a strength that I have is really having the, I don't know, the ability to organize things, get the little tasks completed, completed and get some big goal accomplished. So that's, I feel like I could ask you four more questions just on this one. So I I am curious, do you make boxes and check them or do you cross things off? I, I make boxes and check them. I do cross something off though if it's like no longer do you is necessary to cross? No, I don't. No. And do like, you, I probably should get one though. Do you? Well, a little. I would one. feel like better. A little notebook. Yeah, like, size I probably one. would feel better if that was a straight line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you itemize your to dos in terms of priority, or do you use any? Um, and it's like the seven habits. Do you do? urgent versus important or do you have it just a straight to-do list um it's a to-do list I also have transitioned a little bit to a um a task list on my phone and I actually put times like during the day so let's say I have like I don't know five tasks to do tomorrow they will be in order of priority like the the first one that will like because it gives me a reminder, like the first thing that will pop up will be um, the thing that I feel is like the highest priority. Wow. And then there is also this like great sense of accomplishment in this like electronic format when I complete the task before it's supposed to be done. And I'm like, oh yes, I can go. I like didn't even need to be reminded. And I already did that. Wow. Check. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm weird. That's amazing. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. You're you're like in a race against uh, I don't know, time. Yeah, and and I've thought a lot about time. Um and 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 my to-do lists are very different now than when I was working at a 9 to 5 type job and and things like that. And I think I've given myself more flexibility and I do sometimes change the time like if I'm like oh I can't finish it by noon I'll change the time to two and give myself some flexibility (laughs) Um, people who know me I'm sure like what are these tasks what is she doing (laughs) um but yeah I yeah I like I I don't know I have a, a sense of accomplishment when I and I think for me it's I think Maybe it's a little bit of we often, I think, sometimes don't give ourselves credit for the little things that we do and the little things that we get accomplished and the little things that we do for others. Um, and so maybe doing that is my like little pat on the back. Like, yeah, yeah you are doing things. You're That's important mm-hmm. to feel that validation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I got a pat on the back from Diane. (laughs) All right. Going back to the question from before, because um, I skipped it. 
Um, so is there anything that you do? We've kind of talked about this a little bit, which is why I skipped it, but is there anything that you do that keeps you here, that keeps you grounded in the present? Well, yeah, I mentioned being with my kids. That definitely does. Um, I listen to podcasts every day on the way to work and on the way home from work. And I feel like that's one way to keep me yeah, present that, you know, when you're listening to something, I guess, I don't know, like I'm fully engaged in what I'm listening to. Um, and I think that that brings me back and, and then the podcasts also give me something to think about later. So often I'm, um, applying something that I heard in the podcast to a certain situation or, or so forth. Um, I, I do definitely need some sort of intervention with my <laughs> cell phone. Uh, I, it's, it's the, so this is actually how do I not stay present? Um, I need to figure out how to manage my phone better. And this is something that's been like years, you know, it, it doesn't seem to get better. I downloaded this app called moment that lets me know how much screen time I have every day. And it's really sad. Um, so I have trying to, I have been trying to be a little bit more conscientious of just don't like, don't turn it on or I'm with my kids and I'm like, Oh yeah. And my daughter, Cammie. So now she sees me on my phone and she's like, I want to play balloons or play puzzles. And while I don't mind her playing games on my phone, it isn't, it reminds me the moment she says it that I've had my phone out around her. So I'm trying to like put my phone out of sight when I'm around her. Um, yeah, just just even having a and, and admitting it, like yes, I have a problem with my phone. Like that is the first <laughs> step. That's the first step. It is. It is. And I have. A, we all have problems with our phones. I mean, to a certain degree or other. Yes. You know. I mean, I think everyone. It, it's just the. It's a modern. Um. What would be the word? Like it's a not a problem, but it's a modern challenge my friend Sarah that raced last weekend she said that um it's harder for us as adults to learn how to manage the phone because we weren't brought up with the phone you know so it this is something new for us and as adults we're now trying to learn how to manage it whereas kids these days have had technology their entire lives and maybe they as well don't manage it well but it's a different it's a different beast for them. Yeah. I certainly think it is, but I also feel like, oh, one minute. Um, I'll just finish my thought. But I think that I do worry about that next generation being able to find the present given their digital nativeness or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it will be interesting to see if they develop strategies to – let that go. Yeah. Or that if we become like, I can't remember the name of the movie, but like a virtual world where we like don't. I was going to say Terminator, but no. <laughs> that, that was not it. <laughs> but I'll think of it later. So we have less than a minute left, Vale. I went ahead and I was like, this is what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to play Finish My Sentence. Oh. So I have sentence starters and you're going to finish the sentence. Okay. Okay. I feel best when 
Um, I'm exercising. Boxing matches make me feel... Terrified. When I was young, I used to think... I'd have it all figured out by now. During my favorite time of year, I... Make cookies and exchange them with my friends. Nice! (laughs) On rainy days... Oh, I love to read. With some tea and or coffee. When I see people hug, I... I want to hug them. During sex, I love it when... I don't even know what an appropriate answer would, would be here. Um, I love the feeling of connection. I love the. <laughs> I love it when we really connect. Awesome. Okay, we leave you with that. <laughs> All right. So don't forget to rate and review this podcast if you want to hear more episodes in the future. Great. Thank you for reminding. Mm -hmm. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.